Hello, dear friends. It is Sunday morning, and this is not Let's Talk About Jesus. This is a Sunday morning church service by way of computer and iPhone and whatever your device you may be listening on today. We want you to join with us. We're not able to meet physically right now in our building because of the circumstances that is happening in our nation right here in America and globally. But we are able uh, to gather around the Word of God together and the worship of God together, amen, and have our Sunday morning service online. And I pray that you are all of the Holy Church of God that meet physically or listening. And I pray that those of you that are not part of our physical congregation, but are part of our our media congregation online, are listening today to this service because we want to talk about something that will help us to stand true and strong through this challenging time that we are in. Well, I'm just going to pray that God will do that very thing today as we talk about in just a few moments how to be all sufficient in God's sufficiency. I want you to know (laughs) that you and I have everything that we need in Jesus Christ to stand this test today. You know, there's an Old Testament scripture just before we pray that speaks of a righteous man, and it says his his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. And today, when we finish this broadcast, I pray that your heart and mine will be fixed trusting in God. We will not be shaken. And when this is all behind us, we will we will glorify Him for keeping us through it. Praise God. I want you to know you have everything that you need, and I have everything I need in Him to be all-sufficient in God's sufficiency. I don't want to be just a conqueror. The Scripture said we are more than conquerors because of being in Jesus Christ today. And I thank God for the amazing love. I want, I want you to know before we pray that your, my, my scared hand goes up in faith to take hold of his nail scarred hand. And I know that the love, that all of that power is reaching out to me uh, with nail-scarred hands. You know, knowing that God has all power and can do all things, He has all knowledge and knows how to do all things, is wonderful foundation for our faith. But we need to know also that He's all love and will do all things to help us, to keep us through these troubled times. Praise God. This is an amazing love and this is amazing grace. And I believe that God is going to take what is meant for evil in this nation because of our intercession and His intervention 
and I believe he's going to turn it to good, and I believe there's going to be a revival in the church of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm talking about the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that's made up out of every true believer in him today. Praise God. That's us today, and the love that he has for us and the grace that he grants us is nothing short of of amazing. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for every heart that is troubled. I pray for every home that's being affected financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. I pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding to keep every heart and every mind. And I pray that we will not lose our focus, that we might be that person who's right with you. And because we're right with you, we have, through the blood of Christ, we have every blessing, every benefit of being right with you. Every promise, every provision, including protection today. And Father, I just pray that every need of every family will be abundantly met because of your grace and mercy and your promise and your provision in Jesus Christ today. Father, keep our hearts, keep our minds today, and let them be set fully upon you in this time. Let us grow closer to you through this, and let us discover your wonderful keeping power that we might be all sufficient in your sufficiency. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord today. I want to I wanna intercede in one more prayer today because of all of the fear that is all around us. Every one of us is going to have to deal and manage with fear. You know, one of the greatest terms uh, used in the New Testament over and over again uh, is fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when we have the kingdom of God as Jesus is Lord reigning in our life, amen, we have righteousness, we have peace, and we have joy in the Holy Ghost. And today I believe with all of my heart that God wants to grant that that understanding to us. Amen. Father, I just continue to pray over the Word today. I pray over every family. In fact, I plead the blood of Jesus over every family of the Holy Church of God today and every family in our listening audience, wherever you are hearing this broadcast today. Amen. We're going to talk about being sufficient in God's sufficiency. This is an important message to help us to know that we have what we need in Christ right now to weather this storm and to weather any storm and every storm that will surely come to our lives. Listen to what Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 11 through 13. He said, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. 
verse 13 is our key verse today. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You see, this this is what we need from the Lord today and what we have in Christ already. You know, God knew we would face times like this. This is not a surprise to God. He sees the end from the beginning. He knew this was coming before we knew this was coming. And He has given to us and placed in us through Christ and the Holy Spirit everything that we need to stand every challenge and every test that will come to our life. Matthew Henry commented on this verse of Scripture, and he said and interpreted it this way, Christ, which strengtheneth me, denotes a present and continued act, not a one-time event, but a continual day-to-day, moment-to-moment. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad that Jesus is with us every step of the way, every day day in and day out, moment to moment. The Amplified I like as well. It said, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You know, I do not like the term self confidence unless we understand it as being sufficient in his sufficiency, not sufficient in ourself. You see, self-sufficient is Christ's sufficiency. It does not mean confidence in ourself, but confidence that we can have the courage and the strength we need from him. Hallelujah. Apart from Jesus Christ, we can't do anything according to John 15 but rather a confidence that His provision for us is adequate for anything that we will encounter. One kind of loose but true translation is, I am equal to anything through Christ which strengtheneth me. We have confidence because our sufficiency is of God, and we take courage because He is our strength. Look what Paul said to illustrate this in Second Corinthians 3 and verse 5. He said, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. And Christ strengthens us uh, when we receive Him as our Savior with three pillars of support. And I want to talk about them in these few moments we have together. Number one on the list is sufficient grace. Number two is supporting love. And number three is sustaining strength. But the foundation for those other two is right here in Second Corinthians 12 and verse 9. And the context is Paul praying because he's got a problem. He's got a buffeting spirit that continues to buffet him. And he prayed three times and heaven is, 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 is not answering that prayer by removing this from him. 
and he's wondering what's going on. Have you ever wondered what's going on when heaven doesn't give you the answer that you're praying in faith for and everything within you tells you this answer would help you to glorify God and help God to help you? (laughs) Amen. And yet the answer doesn't come. God chooses to take you through instead of take you from for a purpose that you might discover the sufficiency of his grace. And that's what's happening here. And this is how God answered him when he didn't answer him by removing this thorn in the flesh, this problem, this pressure that he was under. He said unto me in verse 9, My grace is sufficient for thee, and my strength is made perfect in weakness. And then he goes on to say, Most gladly, therefore, Will I rather glory in my infirmities, my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me? My grace, those words involved God's omnipotence and His omniscience, the possession of all divine resources, the perfect knowledge of all human needs, and the perpetual presence of Christ everywhere with His people. His grace knows no boundaries. It's absolutely adequate, infallible, and unfailing. Praise God. Listen, God is with us, and God is for us today. And the Bible literally tells us that He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. But He will go with us all the way even through these things that we're facing right now. You see, grace, an acronym that we use often, is God's riches at Christ's expense, G-R-A-C-E, or unmerited favor. Both are accurate. But knowing what grace is and experiencing what grace does is two different things. Because of God's unmerited favor, He is able to come to us. Christ is able to manifest His personal presence to us. When we are weak and when we are weary and when we are worn, Christ can come to us. See, the promise of His presence and power gave Paul courage and confidence no matter what he faced. Paul declared that it was his acknowledgement of his weakness in and of himself that qualified him for Christ's power to rest upon him. Paul said, I will glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. See, acknowledging our weakness and looking to Jesus will qualify us for God's strength. I like Second Corinthians 12, verse 10. It said, Therefore I'll take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I made strong. Praise God. Grace allows God to come to you. 
Christ to come to you, the presence of God to be sensed deep, deep within your heart and within your life. You know, grace not only allows us to go behind the veil into the very presence of God. Scripture said, let us draw near, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Let us draw near to him. We can go into the Holy of Holies and worship him in spirit and in truth. But because of that sufficient grace that was provided through the blood of Jesus at the cross, God can come by His Holy Spirit from behind the veil. He can indwell us and manifest His strength and His presence to us. And that that grace allows for the love of God to be shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible said in, in 1 John that, that fear hath torment. But perfect love cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. And I want you to know, dear Christian today, dear friend today, dear brother and sister in Christ today, God loves you with a perfect love. Hallelujah. Amen. So we not only have sufficient grace, we have supporting love. Amazing grace and amazing love today. Look with me at Romans eight thirty-five through 39. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, and I'm going to add to that list of things this this virus that is that is so terrifying today that is globally shaking the whole world. Friend of mine, we are right with God, and His grace is sufficient, and His love is so powerful and personal. You see, we have God's help because we have His heart. He doesn't just keep His promises to prove His integrity, but primarily simply because He loves you and He loves me. I call Romans 8.32 the logic of the cross because Paul uses the kind of love that caused God to send His Son and the kind of love that caused Christ to stay on the cross and go to the cross and stay on it as logic for God's provision for everything else we may ever need in our life. Listen to Romans 8 and verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. Someone said it very truly. Love not nails. Held Jesus 
to the cross. Nails couldn't hold him. Rome's power and military couldn't put him on it if he hadn't surrendered his will in the garden and said, Not my will, but thine be done. He did it, my friend, because he loves you and he loves me. And if he loved us enough, if he loved us enough, how shall he not also freely with him give us all things? Amen. First John 9 and 10. Listen to this. It said, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sin. Propitiation is a is is a, a forensic word. It's a it's a word that 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 is used to appease someone who is justifiably angry at us. And God's wrath is justifiably set upon us. Every one of us, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. You and I who have believed upon Him trusted in Him, now we look to Him for that that we do not possess in and of ourself. And we do not need to because it's in, the, in our weakness and our acknowledgement of it and looking to Christ that we qualify for His sufficient grace. And then we are supported by His unfailing love. Praise God. Amen. And then through, because of sufficient grace and because of supporting love, we have sustaining strength. Paul said it, didn't he? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 with me, verse 32 and 34. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stop the mouth of lions. You know, the scripture said of the devil, he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. This idea of having our heart fixed, trusting in the Lord. Amen. We have no confidence in the flesh. We have no confidence in all of the all of the things that many people have put their whole trust in. When these things begin to shake, when all of the all of the kingdoms of man begin to shake. Amen. I, I love the song that used to be sung in our congregation. Linda Forsyth used to play it on the piano and sing it years ago. Where do I go? Where do I go when the storms of life come? I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. I stand by the mountain, and the mountain stands by me. I'm going to read this again today. And what shall 
I more say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David also, and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness, this is key, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. What victory is ours today because of God's sufficient grace, His supporting love, and His sustaining strength. Our strength from God comes precisely at the point of our weakness When we totally rely on the Lord, someone has said it well, when I lift up my fearful hand to Him, He reaches down His nail-scarred hand to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul prayed for the saints for uh, an impartation of God's power within. Listen to Ephesians three fourteen through 16. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Amen. Day by day, literally, and moment by moment. Are you weak enough today, (laughs) amen, to qualify for His grace? Are you fearful enough today to run to the rock of your salvation and say, Hide thou me? I know that I am. Oh, I know the Bible says, Fear not. And it doesn't mean to never be afraid. It means to run to God when we are afraid. Hallelujah. When fear comes, what time I'm afraid, David said, I will trust in thee. You know, fear can actually cause us to deepen our commitment to trust the Lord. (laughs) Fear that's meant to debilitate us and, and discourage us and defraud us of God's blessing. You know, that very fear itself can backfire on the devil. And I believe it's going to backfire on the devil because I believe it's going to cause us to fix our minds, our focus, and our faith upon the faithfulness of God in these troubled times. And I don't believe we're going to come out of this weakened by it. I believe we're going to come out of this thing strengthened by it. Listen to Second Corinthians 4.16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. See day by day. Hallelujah. Moment by moment. To walk in victory, friend, as we close this morning, we must overcome two great foes. Number one, the weakness of our own flesh. And number two, the power of our adversary, the devil. We are sufficient in his sufficiency to overcome the weakness of our flesh. I want you to know that today. We are not 
cannot Christians, I can't Christians, we are can-do Christians. With our eyes set upon Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, we shout, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I want you to do that. Uh, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in your home, uh, in this listening audience today, I want you to do it. I'm going to count to three. I can do all things. I can't hear you. Say it louder. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can. I, I can overcome. I can can believe God. I can walk in victory. I can conquer this fear. I can get through this by the help and grace of God because I have the help and the grace of God. Say it with me again. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. You see, only those who recognize their weakness and rely on Jesus can truly say this. Let's say it again. You can overcome. You can be healed. You can walk in victory. You can, through faith, you can cause the enemy to flee. You can defeat the power of the enemy because Christ has strengthened us and given us authority. In fact, He said to His early disciples and through them to us, Amen. That I give you, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. And today we have been strengthened with might in the inward man. And that means that your emotions are still going to flake out on you from time to time. You're going to feel anxiety from time to time. Fear is going to come from time to time. But David said, what time I'm afraid... I will trust in you. It is a choice. It is a decision to ascribe unto God faithfulness to His promise, faithfulness to His people. Praise God. He loves you today. Don't ask me why He loves us like He does. I don't get that. Amen. But He set His love on us. He said He was going to keep a covenant with Abraham. Hallelujah. Not because Israel was greater than all the people, or certainly not because they were so sweet and so wonderful. He said of them, they're a stiff-necked people. But he said, I'm going to set my love upon them by covenant. And today we have that covenant amplified by the blood of Jesus Christ. A better covenant established on better promises. Hallelujah. Because the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that of bulls and goats. And I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus over your household and over you and your family right now in the name of Jesus. Brother Christello, I plead the blood of Jesus over your son. Hallelujah. And over your household, I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone who's listening to this broadcast. I plead the blood of Jesus over every one of our physical congregation today. I've been interceding for you and God is intervening in your behalf. I know he hears me when I cry out unto him and I know that he loves you today. Praise the Lord. And I pray for the covering of God's Spirit. And I pray that your heart and mind will be kept by the power of God. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And that your heart and mind will experience, therefore, the peace of God. And that we can rest assured that God will take care of you and take care of me. I pray for your finances once again today. That God will make a way where there seems to be. That's not a scripture, but it certainly is scriptural to say it. Because there's scripture after scripture after scripture where it looks like it was impossible and God came through because nothing is impossible with God and nothing is impossible to them that believe. When all of this is behind us, we're going to see the hand of God with us and for us, and we're going to glorify His name. And I believe it's going to bring a, 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 a time of soul searching to every child of God. It's going to bring a revival of trusting, a revival of focusing on Him instead of all the things that we have put our trust in. When they all shake, He does not. When everything is shaking, amen. God is faithful. God is stable. And God keeps his covenant of love to a thousand generations. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, today, take courage in your heart as we close this broadcast and know that God is with you and God is for you. And before this thing is over, we're going to trade our sorrows. Hallelujah. Amen. I can't wait till we are physically together again for our congregation here in Tampa. And I can't wait till we get to heaven and meet our congregation that is listening. If we don't see you here, we're going to see you there. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we're going to rejoice in the God that loves us like our God loves us. Hallelujah. So I want you to tune in next week. We'll let you know where we're going to meet one way or the other. God is with us. God is for us. We love you. Let's give him praise as we close our broadcast today. Hallelujah.